0: Audio versions of the show are available on my website at podcast.robohara.com or through iTunes. Just search for Rando Rob. Thanks for watching or listening, and I hope you enjoy this vintage episode of Rando Rob. Uh, Anyway, on today's episode of Rando Rob, I snatched... An item. I've been going through things in my garage and I was looking through one of the tubs and I grabbed an item that I uh, specifically brought to come in here and put on one of the shelves. Uh, And uh, I thought it was uh, a cute little item from the collectible. So I I don't have a huge story behind it or anything, but I thought I would share it anyway. And and, uh, as I was looking at it, I had some interesting thoughts. And so uh, this week's item is... This little Boba Fett, uh, I call all these things pop vinyls, even though I realize that there are different brands and this is not a pop vinyl. Uh, this is, a mugs, M U G G S. And this is specifically a mighty mugs. They also have mini mugs. Uh, but this is the, uh, mighty mugs version of Boba Fett. And, uh, she, his, uh, Arms are somewhat uh, poseable. They're not very poseable. It's, I don't think his head moves there. His, his legs don't move. Uh, he does have a stamp on his foot, uh, letting you know that it is a Mugs uh, figure. And then there's a uh, stand, although uh, unlike the traditional Star Wars figures, which would you would stand up and then they would eventually fall over if you bumped your desk or anything. But I don't feel like this thing has any... Uh, uh, danger of just falling over if you set it anywhere, but it, there does appear to be a peg maybe for a display thing or something. Uh, I don't remember where I got this. I got this loose. I probably got it at a thrift store or a garage sale, something like that. I, I don't uh, remember buying this new, uh, but um, I'm trying to see. I guess his head doesn't move. It looked like his head was a little off center, but I think it's just because he's got uh, one arm up, one arm down. I mean, the way I had him here, uh, if you are familiar with Boba Fett, then you will see a lot of, uh, you know, when you, when you draw a caricature of someone, you don't have to do perfect artwork. What you do is you take their most recognizable features and then you accentuate them. I, my wife and I had a, a uh, caricature drawn of us at the fair and the guy just for me drew a generic looking dude with a goatee and a big nose. And now, and he was like, oh, that's you. And I was like, I don't, I don't, I don't see it. But, uh, then my wife's like, yeah, it looks just like you." <laughs> so, uh, for Boba Fett here, you can see a few things. Of course, he's got his little, uh, Mandalorian patch on his arm there. He has the traditional armor. You can see his belt. You can see the logo there. He has the yellow, uh, knee pads that he normally has. They're a little low because his legs are very tiny, Um, But if you look at the picture there of Boba Fett, you know, he has like uh, the red gauntlets and you can see the red gauntlets in the picture. Uh, He has it just drawn on here, his uh, telescope, his telescopic scope that would pop up. It's not really quite in the right place, though, is it? Because, uh, uh, of course, for normal Boba Fett uh, it would be attached about here because it would rotate forward and you can see through it and then it would rotate up as you can see in the picture. But, uh, I guess if you're going to paint it on, you can't paint it in midair. So, um, and then of course, uh, every Boba Fett, uh, would be incomplete without, uh, this little, the little dent here. Uh, of course, we've got the dent in, uh, Boba Fett's actual helmet there. So, uh, You know, you have to have that that little detail. And then I think probably the most fun thing, uh, I mean, I guess you you, kind of have to include something to this effect, but he has his uh, jetpack on the back, and that is uh, sculpted and attached on. I don't think that detaches. I think that has been glued in place, although it does feel like at one point it was a a separate piece. You could kind of feel where it was attached, but that seems to be permanently uh, attached on there. So... Uh, and when I first saw this, I thought, oh, he's missing his rocket. But then, of course, you could see that there is uh, the uh, rocket on there. It's just very tiny. It's a tiny, stubby little rocket. And then these little pieces, which on the uh, I remember on the 12-inch Boba Fett that I had as a kid, these were like little rubber things. And they would always get brittle and, and uh, eventually break off or fall off. But uh, so this is uh, Mighty Mugs Boba Fett. Uh, you know, when I was going through the tub and picking them out. I saw this and I immediately thought of Boba Fett. I mean, I was like, Oh, Hey, there's my, one of my Boba Fetts. I should grab that and put it on the shelf back there. And so, uh, that, that is definitely the plan. That's what I will do. But what I thought was interesting about it, as I was thinking about it is when I bought this, this, uh, was produced in 2007. So way, way, way after the original trilogy, obviously based on the, the style you could tell. Um, But long before this current resurgence of uh, Disney, Disney Wars. (laughs) So the Boba Fett that I'm holding here, when I bought it, was a different Boba Fett than the Boba Fett that we know today. Because now we have seen The Mandalorian, and now we have seen... The Book of Boba Fett. And so we know that, I mean, when I bought this Boba Fett, this guy was dead. When I bought this Boba Fett, we all thought that Boba Fett had gone into the Sarlacc pit and died. So we had the Boba Fett from Empire Strikes Back. We had the Boba Fett from Return of the Jedi. And that was it. That was all the Boba Fett we had. Uh, I believe the trivia fact I always cite is that Boba Fett has four lines of, of dialogue in all the uh, original trilogy. He says, I'm trying to think. He says, as you wish. When Vader says, no dis- uh, no disintegrations. And he says, as you wish. And then uh, at one point he says, put Captain Solo in the cargo hold. And he's no good to me dead. I should probably be able to come up with the fourth one. I don't remember what it is. But uh, um But uh, he only had like four lines of dialogue, you know, so he was a very quiet uh, character, a very stoic character. He was uh, uh, supposed to be the baddest bounty hunter. Um, There were talks that he was supposed to be the main bad guy in some of the Star Wars movies, but he became, uh, you know, <clears throat> a bounty hunter working for the empire, but there was always something a little different. Like he talked back to Vader. He was standing side by side with Darth Vader and he never outranked Darth Vader, but there was a mutual respect between the two of them. He was more than just the guy that you hired to come fix your plumbing or something like there was something about him. And of course, then when we got to the prequels, we see, Boba Fett as a child and Jango Fett and we learn all about the clones and yada yada and then of course um you know as time goes on with the TV shows and and um uh the series that I mentioned uh, we see a whole different Boba Fett we know that Boba Fett crawled out and that he became uh, the crime lord of of Mos Espa and and you know all these different things so but when I bought this, none of that existed. When I bought this, uh, this this guy, as far as Star Wars lore was considered, he was dead. I know that they touched on it in some comics and, and uh, books and, and had written that uh, maybe he had escaped from the Sarlacc pit as well. But for all intents and purposes, this was a dead character. So that was just kind of the interesting thing that made me think about this character. Like there, you know, when you buy something, you know, like think about this. Like, uh, let's say that in the new TV show, let's say that Boba Fett took a turn that, disagree- that you disagreed with on a moral, uh, like let's say Boba Fett turned into a super bad guy. And that he was like, you know what? I'm taking over. I'm going to enslave everybody uh, and just turn this into a mining corporation. And, and like, he became like this, uh, not just a bad guy in the story, but something that you really had a problem, like you really disagreed with. Like, uh, they go, hey, by the way, Boba Fett is super racist. And <laughs> you go, oh, okay, that's a weird term. Whatever. Um, But you loved... 10 years ago, you loved Boba Fett so much in the movies that you got a big Boba Fett tattoo. And now, and then everybody who is like racist and they go, you know what? We're just going to adopt Boba Fett, uh, for our, our, uh, icon. Like he's going to be our logo for, our, and you're like, wait a minute. I got this giant Boba Fett tattoo. Um, uh, I mean, imagine if you were a huge fan of the Dukes of Hazzard and, and you were like, "I'm getting a General Lee tattoo because I love the Dukes <laughs> Hazard so much." And then later, you are like, "Well, I wish I hadn't have done that." <laughs> so anyway, uh, I'm not saying any of those things happened uh, to Boba Fett. In fact, I, I think they went out of their way. They they fied Boba Fett. I think they went too far the other way. They tried to make him a kinder, gentler Boba Fett. Uh, they tried to justify. His actions, they tried to humanize Boba Fett. He was no longer this stoic dude of few words. He was now a guy who was bound by loyalty and, and, uh, you know, would, would, uh, became part of the Tusken Raider clan. And, and, uh, you know, he wanted to be a crime Lord, but not hurt anybody. Just all these weird kind of things that it, it made it feel very, um, uh, disney you know, but, uh, but i i didn't find anything in there that was that was offensive uh, per se you know nothing that uh like on a moral ground that i had a problem with but um but it's just that weird idea that you know you could be attached to a character or something and then they could change that character um i mean let's say you had a real problem with han Uh, not shooting first versus shooting first or Greedo or something. And I mean, like you had a problem to the point where you were like, I don't like that character anymore. That changes my opinion of that character to the point where I don't uh, enjoy it as much as I used to. And maybe you collected things for that figure or something. So it's just kind of a weird idea how you could buy something and it could represent something to you. But then what that represents can change after you bought it. Now, fortunately for everybody involved, I'm pretty sure I spent 50 cents on this. <laughs> so if I had a real problem with uh, something that they had done to Boba Fett's character, I could always toss it in the trash and be done with it. Although, you know, I, I haven't set it up. I have, um, I really have kind of petered out on my uh, project back there with the, with the shelves. I need to to get that going again. But as you can see, like, uh, you know, up, up uh, here, this is a uh, Darth Vader shelf. These are all different Darth Vaders, and there's the beginnings of uh, difficult to point to, uh, of an R2D2 shelf. And I have a lot more R2D2s, uh, than that that need to, um, go up on the shelf over there. So I have more than enough for a Boba Fett shelf. And, and I think, Rather than collecting, uh, for Star Wars at least, a little bit of everything, I think that's probably what I'm going to, you know, pare down is is to a couple of specific characters, and then, you know, my vintage kind of stuff, but you just can't buy, uh, you know, everything that's, that's Star Wars, it's just impossible, and you end up with a lot of stuff that you don't have any sentimental attachment to, so... There's no uh, no real purpose for that, but uh, but but Boba Fett will make the cut. There will be a Boba Fett shelf back there because uh, I always did enjoy Boba Fett, and of course, if you grew up like I did in the the late '70s and early '80s, and you were a Star Wars fan, then this was one of the most mysterious and uh, bad A's in the Star Wars universe was old Boba. So, uh, boy, look, he's right there next to the uh, Pixu artwork of the Boba. Let's see, it's pretty, pretty close. So, anyway, Boba Fett Mighty Mugs is gonna find his way right after this video over there to the shelf. So I will move that over there and. Um, my go- my wife is going to be out. Was going to be out the uh, a big chunk of this week uh, on a road trip, which was going to give me a lot of time to catch up on podcast stuff. But uh, now with the mother in law situation, I don't know how that's going to play out. So, uh, but we'll see. I always have the best of intentions at getting content out. It just uh, comes in in waves as uh, time is available. So. Uh, anyway thanks uh, for everybody for watching and listening and and all the support and all that stuff i'm gonna get caught up on patreon emails today i apologize to those of you guys that uh, have signed up and haven't heard anything from me yet i'll get that stuff out today so uh, thanks everybody and i you will be seeing or hearing from me very soon thanks guys